0: Wondering where to begin in this brave new Australian damless era, welcome to Hand the Pod. that we were going to try to... What was that? I was just it and saying... Good idea. <laughs> Made it uh, up, sir. <laughs> We told ourselves that we were going to try and, and hold back the, the tears now that Dan has, has left us, but uh, it's proved impossible. Uh, we're sitting here blubbing our eyes out and trying to talk over it. Um, I'm Sam Kelly. I'm joined today by the man we're going to continue to call English, Dan, for posterity's sake. You, uh, I think Dan would have liked it, that way. Yes, uh, I? Yes, I'd agree. And by, of course, Joel Richards. Hello. Or Australian Dan, as we could potentially call him, is, is the replacement in the Big boost, to film. Absolutely, yes. yeah. Yeah. Good, good luck now on your Did debut. They, yeah, well, exactly. Is this my official debut then? And,
1: uh, I guess it is. I would I say before, before you've been, before been kind of on well, like well, you yeah, was a substitute it. before, right? It wasn't a yeah. full debut, so no. yeah. Nervous? Yeah, I am actually excited <laughs> by the challenge, though. Hope yeah. Looking well, hopefully to keep my place in the team. Settle down, Joe Maybe they're going to Europe I don't know <laughs> well, you, you, you're So we
0: are all dreaming Well, or at least are Possibly now an, an, A Chelsea fan, of course So if, if you do as well as Oscar
1: did Earlier today Right, exactly On your debut Exactly, no. exactly. A, like? a lucky start And then a uh, brilliant uh, brilliant uh, follow-up. That's what we're all about on HandlePod. Uh,
0: <laughs> fingers crossed. So anyway, this, this uh, week we've got a, an Argentina-Brazil match to talk about, which we'll probably get onto a little later. We're not going to go into much detail on it because it's not yet been played and it will have been played by the time this is online. Um, so we're not going to go overboard with it. And we'll explain exactly why it's not such a big deal Argentina-Brazil game a bit later as well But first of all we shall cover the local league As, as we generally do um, Gents, how much of it did you manage to see Between the, the three of us over the weekend? What did I see? Some, some particularly unremarkable matches Yeah One especially, which myself and English done both are That
2: would be the Racing and Studiantes game you'd be referring to It friendly. certainly
0: was, yeah Yeah,
2: nice. yeah Really give us your what fans perspective on that first time just a real kick in the nuts to be honest so, I don't know how else you can, you can describe the game I think we were coming off 1-0 um, defeat away to Belgrano which you can kind of say fair enough I'd uh, win in Cordoba, but you got the feeling I had to bring something away from Estudiantes but again it was I don't know just a real it seemed like a real timid performance from Racing like really too reliant on long balls and not putting passes together not putting men forward in attack and Estudiantes weren't particularly impressive either but they had a little bit of luck Maxi Nunez scored just after half time with a goal that really should have been cleared it was kind of a mix up between the defenders one left it for one one left it for the other and
0: and sitting high up in the stands in, in the wrestling home section I found it I was desperately trying to stop myself from from laughing, uh, it was. It,
1: <laughs> is it Ma- Ma- Marcos is
0: the number? No, he's, no, no, he's, he's gone. Who's number six? Lives on Who's
2: the memory. number six? The number six Martinez. is Matias. Matias Martinez. Nah. Uh, Martinez is gone as well. Matias Cajaiz. that's
0: of course. Yeah. Who <laughs> did this sort of pirouette over the ball with yeah. both a full 360 degree turn whilst looking down at the ball, and then Nunez just sort of stabbed he it, it sat
2: in, in from,
0: he from lying on the ground. It was, yeah. it was hilarious. <laughs> Um, yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> for non racing fans of <laughs> course <laughs> but yeah apart from that almost nothing happened I think the whole game it started the first 20 minutes were okay and then it sort of became just deeply
2: yeah I've, I've got some somewhat hazy cool. memories of the game for some reasons but apart, uh, yeah just seemed nothing happened you know it was all kind of bogged down in the middle and both teams just not really showing much and then I think one of the most noteworthy parts was kind of The final, the frustration coming out against um, Jose Sand, who was absolutely Mm. destroyed when he was substituted during the second half, which you can't really complain. I think he scored uh, twice against Independiente, that's the only game, and I think Rassi must have played with Cups now, 10 or 9 maybe. Let's see, we're seven into the league,
0: you've played two Sudamericana matches, plus the Copaic and the, the final, so...
2: We're not six into the league. We're no, seven so into
0: the league. It's seven, yeah. So, yeah, ten, ten matches, including ten ma- the Copaic yeah. and the final. He in and he's
1: played,
2: I think, almost every minute of those games. Mm.
1: So so it's a it's real really surprise, mad. though, because, yeah. I mean, obviously in his debut, he, he missed the penalty, and, uh, <laughs> and he had a goal disallowed, wrongly so, <laughs> yeah. and you just kind of thought, he's, he's a proven goal scorer. Yeah. I mean particularly in the Argentine League, maybe not in, you know, in French, Spanish, English mm-hmm. League or whatever, but but for this I'm level he's he's you he's know world, and it? Mexico, yeah, you're well, right. I think that's the operative
2: word was because yeah. you see him now he's not in the same physical state as he was when he was Ban Planus, mm-hmm. he like he's slow, he's not reacting like everything he's trying to do, like he's not getting into the positions into the box, he's trying to hold it up outside the box and do this kind of, you know, target man style, which I don't think particularly suits him and I think, especially when you've got a, a of the proven quality as well at this level of um, Javier Campora who's waiting on the bench and has played kind of twenty minutes every match, it's very hard to justify him still being in. But then Suárez came out and said today that he's going to make changes, but Sans not going to be one of them. And you got to wonder, like, is, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to fall into the trap of saying one player is fucking the whole team up because it's a uh, team effort. The whole team's not playing well, but is Suárez really? willing to come be dragged down with Sand and lose his job because if wow. they lose no because if they lose on Sunday against River that's almost what's going to happen if it's a painful defeat if it's a heavy defeat that's going to happen
1: the what's first happen?
0: thing you sorry I'll did- just put in and explain that the scrabbling sound that you can hear is not down trying to scrape the bottom of the, the barrel exactly,
1: exactly.
0: no, in, no. in analysing uh, Sand's performance as a zombie having just walked in and right underneath the microphone that's sitting on the table and no, that no. Is, is chilling his bone on the floor so hey, uh, and that, both of them back out of the door. Yeah. and now that the door is firmly secured we shall carry on job. yeah I was going to say
1: first of all chances of them getting thrashed by River are pretty low but we'll get on to yeah, that we'll, get on to we'll, whatever. Whatever. We'll in. but Sand is of course going back to, to the club where he used to have the records of the top scorer in the youth team mm-hmm. and uh, so he's a River play, player mm-hmm. and, and product. product um, you know Lay de la X And all that kind of stuff You know Playing against your yeah. old clubs You never know I And mean, particularly a player Who was undervalued While he was at River And I remember When when we let him go
0: to Lanos And I was Couldn't understand it there um, And of course He proceeded to be Top goalscorer And help him to a championship Almost immediately
1: Well don't they call him at River Don't they call him the Cassi That hmm.
0: like,
1: Almost <laughs> So um, You know if, if there's a time For him to to find his mojo, then maybe against his old club and um, in the Classicos Well, then didn't he already? I thought that moment
2: was supposed to be when he
1: knitted <laughs> twice against <laughs> Independiente. <Bignone>. That <laughs> that's was that's the true. launching pad. That was <laughs> yeah. the
2: moment where you know, after a couple of really hard, tough games, and uh, I I'm can I'm you know, see you're down about this. Yeah. I'm so I'm trying to. You know, it's A little
1: <laughs> it's bit. Of good. I'll, ahead of I'll be hoping that.
2: I'll be hoping out for that, and having also watched River at the weekend, that gives me a little bit more uh, to hold on to. It yeah. seems like as
0: good as introduction as any to explain what happened to to River plate Uh, they were often a better match than Racing Estudiantes but that's about the most positive thing that you could say about their performance and River themselves certainly had nothing at all to do with the quality of the game Uh, they were completely and totally outplayed by Vélez-Sarsfield they lost 2-0 if it weren't for Barrobero in goal it could have been 4 or 5 without any complaints at all Uh,
1: I'm not sure what to say apart from that. Really, well, they, were they were terrible
0: then, from front to back.
1: Basically. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. really were, and especially going from the previous week's performance against Newell's, which although they drew, they were they they performed really impressively. Yeah, they were so, sort of unlucky against Newell's to get paid back from three-one. It was a bit of yeah, attention. But yeah, yeah. Two, two goals in yeah, four minutes or whatever it was. So, but, but as I said, I mean beyond the result, they they performed well. They had like three or four really top level performances. Obviously, with a couple of mistakes that that, that end up uh, giving those late goals to get the draw. But um, but against Velis, there was just none of that. It was astounding, just the the dip in form, right? and, and sure, you know, we can't expect no one can expect a team that over the past uh, because of the last four years has been in second division to go to Veles, which has been the most consistent club in Argentina yeah. for the last four years, um, and and expect to do well. You know, Two months into the league But nonetheless uh, I think the performance level Was really poor um, Poncio was missing And he was a big Big loss in midfield For, for River But, um, but they it were dreadful Literally missing Rather than metaphorically missing As all
0: yes. of the players Who were actually yes. out there Certainly were doing um, Yeah it, it was the worst that I've seen again perform this season As well um, even though he only scored his first goal yeah, last d- week, and he had some, cont- he was still playing well up until that match, and he was helping out his teammates. And mm. yeah, he, he didn't the,
1: is getting enough of a chance to get into it. But this to the others, is it. But this is it. I mean, Tres-Gate requires. We've, we've talked about this before, yeah. and and this is the thing. And the story doesn't change because uh, for rightly or wrongly, you know, Almeida isn't isn't. Turning things around and isn't isn't choosing the type of player to bring out the best in, in Trzegiel, and he's not. There's, there's, it's not the service. Trzegiel has never been a, a centre forward, even when he was 19 and top of his fitness. Uh, was never a player to be really involved in the build-up. So you know, he, everyone knew he's going to need uh, support from through the middle and out wide, and and he just hasn't got that at the moment. So Thomas. must they take out, you know.
2: Staying on that subject, he needs support, but if I'm right in saying Lanzini again didn't start against he, Venice as a correct no he scored, yeah, he scored the penalty but for the reserves he played for the oh, reserves oh, right. <laughs> yeah. I was worried I was like, yeah. am I <laughs> that wrong yeah. well, this has been <laughs> one of the other things
0: is, is that it's, uh, it's reached the point now where even Lanzini is, is no longer the only player but he's certainly the most vocal who, who are criticising Mathias Almeida and this has reached the point just uh, a couple of hours before we're recording where Daniel Passarena who um, uh, most listeners will probably be aware is replaced president uh, had to, felt the need to call a press conference, and it wasn't so much of a press conference as, you know, he didn't answer any questions, he, he just read out a uh, prepared kind of five minute speech backing Almeida um, and saying he you had know, full confidence that all of this stuff about him talking to other managers that's in the press and so on is is not true, that he's getting fed up of it, and blah blah blah. And it was, you know, the typical president's vote of confidence in the manager, and,
1: you know. <laughs> But it was very clumsily done. Um, there was a situation where Trezeguet was given a press conference today and that was all set up. At the same time, Passarella went and met with Almeida after the training session. So all the press were there at the, at the stadium because they trained indoors mm. today because of the, uh, the, the torrential rain. And so it was a big show. Everyone knew that, that Passarella was talking to Almeida. and So he had all the, all the press there waiting for him to come out To find out what was going on They call the press conference Turns out there are going to be No questions So by definition It's not, it's a, not press a press conference, conference. It's, it's a statement And then It's a statement But then it, it was six minutes in and out Yeah So why on earth They end up getting I mean there's a problem here That Passarello And all the media moan That, that Passarello doesn't Give interviews Or doesn't give press conferences So On the one hand I think He wanted to try and At least You know uh, Be there in person And deliver this message But the point is that mean he, he read out you know this 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 small communiqué yeah. that really should have just been sent to the media, mm. and and they should have in, Instead, as I said, it's just very clumsy, and it's just wowing people up. Had everyone first of all speculating for a couple of hours, then it transpired he wasn't Almeida wasn't going to get sacked, and then you get this situation where all the media moaning about not having a press conference, not being able to ask questions, and then that happening, and then everyone's like, "Oh, that was rubbish," and he only read it out, and we weren't allowed uh, and it's well Everyone knew it was going to be that way from, from the start So it was, like I said, it was very clumsily yeah, done it, it and, was. and it's strange that they're not uh, Working on this, trying to get the media on, on side you know, ever so slightly it,
0: it was, if you like, the exact opposite In many ways of another press conference Which happened on Friday uh, At La Bomonera, Um mm-hmm. <laughs> Which we shall talk about in, in a couple of minutes But first of all we, We've already discussed, or, or English Dan has, has given his thoughts on, on Luis Sivandia's safety and his job is Matias Almeida's job safe? I
2: think if he loses to Racing at home, it's going to be very tough for him. After, so after
1: Racing's last two performances, I think he yeah. deserves it. The result well, that River fans aren't used to, you know. No, I know. At home. well that's that's very true. But I think after today, I think he's been given a, a steady execution. Yeah. But I don't think it's very long. No. That's the thing. I like, think sure. he loses to Racing. If he loses to the next game, I, I don't know who it is. But I think if he loses the next two. It's going to be pretty much yeah. unsustainable And this is the other thing that Passarela came out And he's ratified him And obviously the vote of confidence Is always uh, You know I mean, If you're playing champion, man, You never want to get the vote of confidence Right Because you know you're, you're out But um, uh, Passarela said You know he's, um, Football's always changing And so he's ratified Almeida, but he said, footballs always changed. He gives so himself
2: the outlet there to then yeah. say exactly. oh, things have
1: changed, so he's out. Yeah. So, so I don't think, think the next ringing endorsement yeah. would you all get exactly, off his exactly, so, exactly. Yeah. So I don't think he'll be out next time next for the next hander pod, but maybe the next the other one. Yeah, right. If 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 River don't turn around. That said, given the players they've got, if I think Almeida uses a bit of common sense, puts puts out the side that yeah. you know yeah, puts all the best players in their in their position. They should, be, they should be all right.
0: Yeah. And I know we I, talked about this... I kind this. Of feel a bit sorry for whoever comes after him if he does go, because they're going to
2: inherit a squad without any full-backs. And yeah. I was just going to say, actually, I know we chatted about this very briefly before we went on air as it is, but uh, who would be the man to replace Almeida? Silence, Silence from uh, yeah. from my colleagues.
0: Once upon a time, I would have... And, and maybe not quite this, this soon, but I would have... Uh, been quite interested in the idea of Subaliyah managing River actually um, I think the philosophies line up in many ways but perhaps not Subaliyah right now the
1: thing is, although uh, a job swap between the two <laughs> <laughs> you never know. no. thanks for nothing <laughs> we, we were saying a lot of fans want Ramon Diaz of course who a uh, legend legendary player and coach at, at River Then since then been at San Lorenzo and Independiente with, with less success, but I mean, he's still revered, but he's a massive personality clash with Passarella, so, so really the point is not who would be a good coach, but who's a possible coach, because yeah. uh, Passarella's obviously uh, very charismatic, very headstrong, and and basically there's a lot of people who, who don't get on with it, so it's not a, who would be a good coach, who would be the ideal coach, who's the man to save River here, it's more um, who... Passarella will would be willing to bring in Some, some of be. the names that have been mentioned I'm trying to remember them now
0: Because Passarella mentioned a few He he's kind of said during this speech He said, uh, I've been reading um, Labruna's one, Omar yeah, Labruna Who's he, working in Chile yeah, at he, he kind of said, I've been reading in the press That I've been somewhere. talking to all these pl- these managers And then he named three or four and said, it's all lies I've not been
2: talking to any of them but You can so see yeah, someone yeah, like um, Jorge Sambali coming in From Universidad de Chile that'd be amazing plus be he's a river, river supporter yeah mad River supporter he and, was, an and the philosophy me, kind yeah. of the, the focus on attacking football it's yeah. the River way he,
0: he gave an interview right before the Copa he your, yeah. semi-final against Bocca saying that his his whole family wanted him to manage River one day yeah um whether he'd like to manage something in quiet state, are in at the moment. I don't know, but I suppose. Well, are they in, yeah. are they in such it's, it's a bad state? No, it's no worse than coming yeah. in. It's certainly well, no. a, a lot better than coming in two years ago, let's say. And, you, and yeah, over that's what I'm
2: saying. Like, Do you think they're in such a bad state? I mean, obviously they're having a tough time with things, it is, but. No, they're
1: it's in not. not, you, they're not is, you mentioned the yeah. squad, though. You mentioned their fullback. Well, they, they've got no. five. Good centre backs, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, four and a half, four yeah. you know? and yeah. a half with Botany. You could quite happily play a back three and you know, yeah, like exactly. yeah,
2: exactly. midfield for that. Exactly, they've got the midfield. Right, South likes the
0: back three. That's yeah, yeah exactly. The, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's what he Head it here first. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that's the move for River. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. Um, no, it, it wouldn't be a, a bad move at all. Um, but River really would have the money. Completely say it. Yeah, because they'd have to pay for quite a bit for Sampoli. Yeah. Absolutely. We've been we really money we've had money, yeah. Thanks, in no small part, to some of what Sa- uh, Sal has been been doing. As <laughs> he was, you know, for, for all of the criticism that he's picked up from the River fan groups, and a lot of it kind of you yeah. say deservedly so. Uh, he's done a hell of a lot to reduce the, the enormous debt that the club mm-hmm. was in before they came, right? This is one of the things that he's been working very hard on. I mean, the season that they spent in the Second Division, the worst season in their history, was also the most profitable in terms of merchandising sales, in terms of new memberships, ticket sales, and so
2: on. So you're saying it was a financial ploy to take them down to the B?
0: No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> You've you been too many conspiracy theories. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that it's... Uh, it's kind of It's one of the And I'm not a huge fan of him As the president But in my opinion At least that's Kind of impressive That he's managed to well, Get that kind of revenue Out of such a dreadful season
1: Yeah more than anything I don't think they've really Reduced the debt But they've just Reduced the amount of The loss
2: hmm. Was it like the, They could the Kind of the serviceable debt And that kind
1: exactly, of Exactly When, when of he stuff. took over They were on a million A million dollars a month Loss yeah. And they've reduced it To something like Half a million Right So mm-hmm. the point is that so Since when you, you say play. they've got the money to sign Samboliz, we're strictly, strictly speaking in relative
0: terms. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. No, <laughs> they're every, other, they're every other yeah. club in Argentina. Well,
1: no, no, almost every out. club
2: well, in the world, to be honest. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean,
1: is there many clubs? I mean, I Ar- think Ar- 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 Dinos Juniors could not pay uh, all the Chile no. to get Samboliz to take over. Yeah. River could finance, could finance that. So, and because, and as you said, you know, in the old days, and this is where there is a vast improvement. In the old days, they sold Falcao for four point five. Million dollars and now they're selling Lucas Ocampos for 14 million euros. So to so so the second division team. To a second division team. So you know that that is a vast improvement. So so there's some cash there. Either way, I don't think Sampaoli is a goer, but it's nice to to think that <laughs> uh, nice that, idea, that, that kind of manager yeah. would come here and I think he'd do a great job. Yeah, even yeah. as a Racing fan, like I'd love to see someone like Sampoli in
2: in the first division. You know, in the Premier.
0: Yeah, just bring That's 21st it. century tactics to the. To the premiere, yeah. quite nice in many ways. Uh, Take about the 1980s, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, having mentioned uh, one press conference, we'll now move on to the other one that I hinted at, um, which was on Friday. It was highly entertaining uh, for those of us who are watching it on television. And when I say entertaining, I mean uh, frustrating. It was supposed to start at six o'clock. Uh, he eventually, as the uh, ESPN commentator on the, on the scene put it, descended from his car. At about 10 to 7 or something, and it was, of course, Juan Roman Riquelme who was asked to give a press conference by Boca Juniors. I think purely just to get the pressure off Boca's directors' backs, right? Because since he announced that he wasn't going to play for the club anymore, the, the fans have all got absolutely ape
2: Yeah, and there's been a lot of gossip, there's been a lot of stupid talk about this. You know, who's been responsible? Was it Fanzioni? Was it Angelici, like, the Boca president? Like, did they force him out? What was the story? You know? And so. so they, I think as long as it carried on without being kind of confirmed or resolved like it just yeah. made them the worse. Yeah,
0: and so they've now come to an agreement where Riquelme's contract has been rescinded effectively by Botka but they will keep his registration mm. for the duration of what was going to be that contract which is two years um, partly because uh, no individual can, can own a player's registration with FIFA anyway so it always has to be with the club mm. and partly because Riquelme was happy to well, you know, seemingly happy to put it all behind him and to say that any club who wants to contract him from now on are going to have to go via Boca and still pay them a fee for the registration. Um, so does and that include
2: Argentine clubs?
0: Well, no, they've said that they're That's only going to release them to, yeah. to foreign clubs. Right. Um, and the return for doing all of this was that Riquelme had to give a press conference and make it clear that, uh, that none of it was the director's fault. And he managed to do it uh, just... I was tremendously entertained for the first kind of five minutes. And was making this uh, th- th- this speech about, thank you all for coming here and, you know, this is what we've done, these are the mathematics of the the deal and how it all works kind of thing. Whilst Raquel Mays just sort of sat there swimming water around his mouth and giving this sideways glance in front of all the cameras like, yeah, yeah, you think you're, you're in control or whatever. <laughs> and then Raquel May came up and just began talking with just this most shit-eating grin on his face that you've ever like, just this biggest smirk that you can possibly imagine uh, saying you know I want to to thank the directors first of all for, for allowing me to, to come and speak here uh, it was tremendous and then after about the first three minutes you realised he was going to spend the next half hour just repeating himself over and over and over he did, but he over. said he
1: said a couple of brilliant things and it was great entertainment as you said I mean uh, Raquel was obviously had quite a face-off with a number of the journalists and, and the main question is Are you going to come back and play? Are you going to play for Boca again? Are you going to play in Argentina? And to one of them One of the journalists in particular Who, who we all know We won't name um, but, he, but he said Tranquilo I'm not, I'm not coming back Don't worry you know, That's it you know, I'm not coming back So you, you can yeah. relax uh, So a brilliant put down there And obviously the other one was And only Raquel we can do is so He set off like three or four um, Trending topics you know, On Twitter uh, With what he said Particularly The one about Maradona and just, you know, incredibly dismissive But just total deadpan I mean, d- yeah. the delivery was as, as perfect as one of his set pieces You know, um, which, you know, kind of makes you wonder how, Whether it was all, slightly, you know Yeah, orchestrated, yeah Thought of before But but, um, but yeah, about Maradona And he just said, I don't really care what that muchacha says <laughs> Which can be translated various ways Kid uh, Idiot Basically, however you want to say it It's very, just yeah. It's, some some disrespectful, US, yeah. it's yeah, just, just disrespectful for uh, you know the country's greatest ever player <laughs> <laughs> Um, so that was that was press
0: conference. Um, unfortunately, after after watching that on Friday, we, we also had to watch Boca play a match on Sunday. Um, it was as fun
2: as the behind the scenes stuff.
0: Well, their matches in the Bombonera against Independiente, fortunately, are mm. in 2012 at least, have been uh, incredibly entertaining. Mm. Um, although we're getting the law of diminishing returns, uh, I, I might be completely misquoting what it actually is there, but certainly the thank you, John. Yeah. Um, Sorry, uh, for the benefit of listeners, Mr Richards is now replenishing my, my class. My
2: um, as, mine, the, so. as, the, as the JP of the squad. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. you will be shaving your head <laughs> next week. <like. laughs> um, Might take a <laughs> What was I saying? The...
0: I'm not sure whether this, this really is the law of diminishing returns, but in, in hand of pot now, at least, it is going to be. Uh, Independiente's first match in La Bombonera of 2012 ended in, uh, with nine goals being scored. It was 5-4 to Independiente. Their second match was three fewer, six goals and 3-3. And this one was just three goals, 2-1. Uh, so the, the ratio is halved each time. Um, I suppose the logic is if we're taking off three each time that if they do end up somehow playing against each other again in the Bonner this year, it'll nil, nil, nil draw, it will be a nil-nil draw. Cheers, man, Joe. <laughs> Joe just dropped an ice cube on the floor. A fairly entertaining, uh, <laughs> a fairly entertaining match, at least. Um, yeah, I'm trying to work out how much I saw about that. <sighs> the first half, Baca were, were quite frankly, terrible. Yeah. You know, the they were all over them. Went in one-nil up and probably <laughs> should have gone in at half time. I'd say two goals For good at least If not three And the second half Bocca, came from behind With a Particularly notable uh, Juan Manuel Sanchez Mino golazo to To win the game 2-1 uh, Dan's just stepped out For a minute I don't know where he's gone So Joel Did you see any of the match What can you
1: us? Uh, I saw the highlights um, And Yeah as you said I think I mean for me The highlight was And, and still is an easy I feel a bit of a Broken record here But Sanchez Mino Really is the uh, the uh, good news for Boca this this season, which in a season there hasn't been a great amount of of good news. Um, well, yeah. you say that, but they're top of the table. <laughs> Well, yeah, but it doesn't mean they're playing. They're playing well, and this is the this is the point. And, and today, Falcioni was talking about. So, well, everyone said we weren't playing well when Raquelmi was here. So, it, it's not just that Raquelmi's not here, or that. You know, so, it's well, well, the fact that they're, they're playing worse than well, <laughs> Raquelmi. That's, worse, that's yeah. the thing. That's the thing. So, um, they're just sure they're top of the league. But yeah, as we've discussed before, you know Arsenal were were champions with the lowest league tally in the de- in the last decade. Yeah. yeah at the moment. It's very level. Lots of teams are beating each other, yeah. and there's no runaway. Um, well, since Boca won by by nine points recently, uh, three ch- uh, championships ago, um, people aren't running away with it, and um, and you know, Boca are just, you know, they're not um, steamrolling past past no. any teams at all, um, and. So again, there's the very the, underwhelming, really the, underwhelming lead league, league, league leaders. Your comment on Falcione
0: mentioning Riquelme was has reminded me of the other great moment from Riquelme's press conference when he was basically given an, an open goal to either say something nice or say something nasty about Falcione and managed to give an answer that didn't mention him at all. He just kind of said, <laughs> "No, look, he's uh, have got a great team, you know. They've got uh, this was the other, one of the other trending topics that he set off on Twitter because he said they were." Uh, They've got Clemente Rodriguez, who's the best footballer in Argentina right now, and immediately this thing on Twitter started like, how how far behind is Riquelme's watch? Because <laughs> <laughs> something's clearly wrong with it if he thinks Clemente's the best player in the country. Um, and yeah, just praised all of his sack yeah. <laughs> 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 Praised all of the ex-teammates who we know are, uh, uh, he's, he's good friends yeah, with, and completely get... refused to mention uh, Julio Cesar Falcioni as, as manager. Um, but I think Falcioni does still, you know, even with. With not playing the most entertaining mm. stuff in the world um, as, as you've hinted I think he still deserves a lot of praise for, for what he's done when he he came in less than a year ago right
2: no, it no he's year been there for a while it's going to be two years year. in yeah, December
1: two years
2: he came in yeah he came in for the 2011 order. oh yeah right Yes. he yes. 7th 8th and he right. was under sure. pressure and then immediately then won, won, the next,
0: yeah. won the next championship after that and then got them to the Copa Libertadores final when they hadn't even qualified for the Libertadores in the previous three or four editions yeah no
1: that's right he's a very clear brand of football that he that he plays which it's it's that classic, and it's just, it just goes back to that argument. Then how you like how you like your football, um, and is winning just in itself enough, um, or should you look to do uh, yeah. a, a, a little bit more with? that they Given the resources um, they have, yeah. obviously Boka have excellent resources. Yeah,
0: it's it's an interesting argument as well because generally this kind of discussion about whether whether he's not playing slightly too dull football or whatever is historically at least something that Bocker fans uh, wouldn't. Give as much of a toss about, i exactly. us say. As, as say, yeah. River are the ones who have this reputation to live up to in inverted mm-hmm. commas. Yeah. Um, the Merseyside. This is a difference uh, now. More the, yeah. As long as they're winning, supposedly they don't care. So it's very interesting to see this. Mm. How all the press are getting on his back so much for winning matches in a dull manner.
2: Yeah. I'll make the point that I think possibly the difference now than for other years is that. Well, yeah, we've watched Bocker for years, and they're never going to be. Well, they could be in, in the future, but they've never really been. Kind of a team, yeah, that plays scintillating attacking football, and who are going to wow you. But what's always saved them in the past is that they've had these great individuals that people can also rally around and say, yeah. "Wow, like they might not be the best team, but they've got Sunsay." So, you know, talking about people like Tevez, Maradona, three of course, yeah. And these are kind of people, you know, they can distract from the fact the team has, in itself might not be the most exciting but now they've got Leandro Samosa and Walter Eliti now what's, what's wrong with yeah. this? so I think that's, that's the thing about it as well there's no kind of big figure there to distract the fans kind of you know you could say Boca grind out a 1-0 win with Raquel in the team and he did you know an incredible back he scored a 30-yard free kick to get the goal this no gonna, highlights. no it. one's going to be yeah, talking sure. about the fact that over 90 minutes it was a pretty poor game but yeah. the fact that it's just kind of 11 honest decent footballers let's, let's not kind of sell block a shot they're all decent squad wise yeah, they've yeah. got the best squad in the, in, the, in the country but it is essentially 11 decent hard working players grinding out close results and so something something to get excited about something that's
0: occurred to me while you've been talking about this is that I was I was listening to <laughs> no no I was not I was trying to make comparisons in my head with, with Saint Rivers' current situation yeah. and really you look at them and, and they don't have any idols uh, there's nobody in River's current squad who matches up to the status that Almeida had when he was a player before he took over as the manager just just a couple of years ago um, at Racing again I'm, I'm straight like it, it, no, no, to it, an, well, to you've extent, got
2: Centurion who's kind of burst onto the scene and got people excited but yeah, again of course, but this is kind of a long prospect the, 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 the Martin Palermo figure yeah. let's of say Boca, the, the Palermo
0: was a Boca before yeah. his retirement so to an extent some of this kind of feels like there's this vacuum to be filled by a big character in, yeah. in the club and in some ways that can you can take translate that to of, almost everything in the country to sure and, and in some ways that can take a lot of pressure as well off, off the managers the, the, the way that the, the press particularly here work yeah. with the uh, the fandom that, that the clubs have yeah. um, it, it would take a lot of pressure off Falcioni if <laughs> they still had a figure of, of Palermo's stature or of Riquelme's statue. it would take a lot of pressure off Almeida yeah. okay Trestaguet is He's obviously doing a good job. Yeah. He didn't play for them before. I mean, if Cabenaki or Chorri Dominguez, let's say, hadn't been forced out in the way that they were forced out, if, if they were still there, that would help to take some of the pressure off Almeida, whether or not they were playing well, as long as they're capable no, of doing. But that's what they did all last something. year. Yeah.
1: That's what yeah, despite, Precisely. This, yeah, Exactly. That's that's Precisely, Yeah, yeah. Likewise, uh, like the uh,
2: Studiantes with Veron.
0: Yeah. yeah. And you kind he of he wonder
1: whether
0: if player. that pressure were taken off the manager, it then. Would it have that Knock on effects And have the team Just playing that A little bit better Obviously at Boca as it is It just seems to be Something a bit daft Because as I say They're top of the table
1: mm.
0: Not a brilliant league season Admittedly But they've not mm. got Anything like as much To complain about As, no. as let's say, river Or No, or but it, no I
2: mean the, the place with Boca Where it's going to get complicated I know that uh, Everyone kind of said When they saw the fi- fixtures For the initial That Boca had a very um, Very favourable Start to the season They've played quite a yeah. lot of teams from, you know, I think they've played or Rafaela, uh, yeah. Independiente of course who were right down in their shit like <laughs> no, you can't deny it. Objectively speaking no, they right, have been yeah. dreadful. we'll get on to the dreadful. exact standings a bit later, yeah. but yeah, it's, but it's certainly still true. Still to come, you know, you've got teams like Colón, News, yeah. Velez, like all these teams that have been at the top. River of course, super Superclassico. Yeah. So that's gonna be the acid test for Fazioni, because I think as long as people aren't behind them even if they're winning it's going to be extremely difficult for him if these big teams do come and he starts losing. That really takes away his whole crutch of like right, we're not uh, an attractive team, but we're a winning team. If he doesn't yeah. have that, it's hard to see what he's got down for. him Well, the other
1: thing is that don't forget his his contract's up in mm-hmm. t- three months' time. Yeah. So uh, and already they're discussing whether or not he's going to have his contract renewed or not. And uh, you know it's very unclear what's going to happen there. So I mean. Really, also for, from Bocker's point of view, they're in a pretty good position here with regards to that. How yeah. that pans out, you know, if, if if he does well, if they win the league, then perfect. And and if not, you know, they, they don't have to. No, uh, I, can no. Let him go. I I hear yeah, Real well, Madrid to... might be looking for a new manager before much longer. <laughs>
0: the style certainly. Yeah, well, not be after changing. not after Wednesday, maybe. well or Tuesday. Even. Not, not, like you said, with uh, with Almeida, if they beat Racing, he's got a, maybe a couple more matches. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the other matches from the weekend uh, we've just got the, the computer out to, to check the scores um, I'm trying to remember which ones we've not yet mentioned Tigre had a very entertaining 2-all draw with Colón on um, was that Saturday afternoon or Friday evening which was game
1: Tigre-Colón it was Saturday. The first game of the weekend
2: that was Saturday so it was Saturday was part, it, yeah. wasn't it yeah. nice goal
1: from Mugney um, yes how we it indeed I'm
0: for Mugni which I'm certainly approximating the Italian yes. at least. not that I speak Italian um, absolutely yeah Ezekiel Macchiolo um, scored the opener and, and then was stretched off injured Tigre picked up I think three injuries during that match which is going to be possibly come out to haunt them because they've still not won they, they've now uh, dr- they lost their opening three you know, and they've drawn the four since then or something yeah they lost three in a row to start and now yeah. they've drawn four in a row the only match they've w- matches that they've won are the two against Argentinos in the Copa Americana um, and this coming weekend which obviously we'll get on to in a, in a short while but they've got a trip to Rafaela, which isn't going to be easy um, it's not That's exactly the cruelest fixture but it's far from the, the easiest either Argentinos won the Clásico against all boys uh, with a very late goal from the magnificently surnamed Juan Anangono Leon um, you know, I think he's Colombian or Ecuadorian uh, Very Very nicely taken Kind of Chipped it through i down. split Ecuadorian
2: like, The name rings a bell From I, think I bet Ecuadorian. it could be Another Ecuadorian
1: they, They're doing very well uh, uh, Argentina or something Yeah I was, was going to say no, no, I'd no, rather no. Back to uh, River Yeah, they've,
0: yeah, started, yeah. <laughs> they've, they've started Playing football They're, they're level on points With, with Rassing It's <laughs> somewhat ironic When we're talking about How much Racing is struggling yeah. Um, But yeah Three wins Two draws Two losses They've the thing is their two losses. I have a feeling their two losses came in like the first three matches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One against um,
2: Racing and one against someone else. So I can't remember. Wasn't point. San Lorenzo in chance?
0: chat? Uh, it was. It was. Uh, they lost at home to Racing. Yeah. In the second round, and they lost away to Veles in the first round, three 0 That's right. And the other thing was uh, that, yes. I, that was it. They they conceded seven goals in the first three matches since when they've conceded two in the subsequent four mm. so it's no you know it doesn't take a rocket scientist to work out where the improvements come and why the form is suddenly um, <coughs> rocketed upwards uh, what were the other results um, Godoy Cruz won, won their Clásico 1-0 against San Martín as well with a oh, goal from David Ramirez that was a really good goal as well from, from tell from us about it John because I, I missed that
1: no it was just that with the goal from the weekend Muni yeah. Ramirez and, and Sanchez Mignol all just just Good shots. Although this this was the other thing as well. It was pretty underwhelming weekend, to be honest, in terms of the football and, and the goals. And this was the thing that the, the three kind of highlighted and goal by certainly by by the papers were nice goals, good hits from range, but not you know screamers. Yeah. Not screamers. But but it was. But David Ramirez is so important for for the Godoy Cruz, and I think I mentioned it once before when he was at Velez. I I spoke to him and I was trying to ask him about Velez's why Velez had gone had won the title and what had been so good about the. The organisation mm-hmm. of the club, and he, he only wanted to talk about Goli Cruz. So uh, you know, he's he's very much uh, you know he love, really enjoys it there, and and I think his personality suits not being at one of the big Buenos Aires clubs, basically being in a, a slightly smaller club, less mm. media attention, because he's very shy, very shy guy. But um, but yeah, he's very important for them. Excellent. And, um, we we spoke
0: last week about how San Lorenzo set themselves up away from home as well to essentially Caruso Lombardi even admitted it to, to get a draw away they'll try and win their home matches and that very nearly English worked. average isn't it? Yeah no, no, which is what they refer to it here as apparently yeah. absolutely um, and, and that very very nearly worked again it took a very impressive uh, Newell's old boys performance until about nine 8-9 or minutes from time with a penalty from Ignacio Scocco to, to break them down Newell's beat them
1: 1-0 in Rosario um, Belgrano, uh, capitalised... Sorry, I'm sorry. sorry so chip well, but apparently, I didn't see this, but apparently Tinelli, who is obviously the sort of the showman, and without whom there would be no pretty much no television in Argentina, because everyone's either talking about him, showing re- repeats <laughs> yes. of, his, of his scantily clad women dancing around in water, or, or whatever. Anyway, he, he won the elections with uh, as vice-president at San Lorenzo, and at the same time that Ricardo... Uh, Caruso Lombardi was was complaining about the the decision to give the penalty. He tweeted uh, something rather disrespectful about like somebody who's slightly overweight. Didn't name uh, Lombardi, but uh, Caruso. But um, pretty clear that that he was not happy with with, Lombardi, with Caruso because he was furious about the, the decision. Went onto the pitch, you know, face to face with the referee, saying you've robbed us. And, Arguably, um, the most entertaining thing that had happened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I, I don't know what you guys thought about the penalty. I mean, it was just one of those ones where uh, it, was, it was more ball to hand, but the hand was away from the body. The hand was, yeah, I mean, you yeah. put well, at ninety degrees. It, it's handball. Yeah, it. yeah. You know, for me as well. But it's, I was amazed how many people were were astounded by this and thought that there was no, in no way, a penalty. I think this and, kind of feeds into the. Uh, Argentine
0: distrust generally of, of officials and yeah. of football referees, you know, probably yeah. at the very top of that list, ahead of even governments and policemen and, and MIAFA, um, referees are the, the least trusted of all in Argentine yeah, yeah. society. And so, yeah, I mean, to me it was a...
1: a it was just, as I said, so the, arms, the arms were out and you just look at so many players <clears throat> in Europe these days, um, you know, hold their hand behind their back yeah, when, yeah. They're, when they're inside the area you know, with a, with a striker looking to take the one or maybe pass it, um, because, the, because those are penalties get, get given, and uh, and so yeah, a bit of a scene after the San Lorenzo game, and and there there is this big debate about whether Tinelli actually wants Caruso Lombardi to stay on or not. Yeah. Um, I've I've just checked as well, and the referee for that match was Nestor Pitano, which answers
2: some of our questions yeah. about how much people like the ref and that he's he's considered. I've never thought Sim. Pitano was a bad ref to be honest. Though he's a bit of kind of a spotlight like hugger he likes to kind of build himself up he's he, yeah. no one Linnati. of these guys he's one of these guys you know he'll and take nine months like from it. the players he doesn't mind sending off a descent that kind of so that rubs people bit yeah. yeah. the wrong way but as a referee I, don't, I think he's probably one of the better ones in the league
0: Pablo mm. no, no, no. Lunati this, this weekend <laughs> managing the Boca Independiente match and I, that was the, the other thing that stood out for me was he was in particularly let's say good form um, by by his standards uh, during that match, there's all this ridiculous. I, I actually tweeted during the match at one point. He was he was talking to I think it was to Tolo Gashego but it might have, no it was definitely Tolo Gashego In fact, it wasn't Um And there was this kind of. Ducking and weaving around and shaking his head. So, yeah, I really agree with you and, and whatever. But please, just be quiet. Whatever he's saying. He, and, and I tweeted, it must be an absolute nightmare to have a conversation with him because he just doesn't <laughs> to stop moving his head. Like, can you imagine trying to talk to somebody who's swaying
2: back and forth violently in front of you? absolutely hideous but um, trying to talk to one of those Bignon you know the ones you, you hit and yeah. then bounce back up and down yeah. and really I'm sure me. a lot of people would like to hit Lunati just like one of them
0: and he's certainly in, in many ways you know probably the, the the ultimate kind of narcissist of Argentine football is not one of the players it's <laughs> it's the referee yeah. which is he's
2: probably, he's the, yeah, he's probably the worst <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah um <laughs> Getting back to the results Arsenal champions um, lost 2-0 to Belgrano I kind of said actually last week that I thought Belgrano might be able to take a They and, played and well actually Sandler, they played very Lopez, compact like,
2: I watched my the game and yeah they fully deserved that win
0: And uh, the other thing was of course uh, Arsenal had misano Lopez and Diego Brasieri, two defenders suspended mm-hmm. for the next match they're going to have their goalkeeper Christian Campestrini mm-hmm. suspended because he's picked up his fifth yellow other card of the season so if you're a they all the time, all, time I Um they might be I think the first four 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 anyway, I didn't right. see He yeah, couldn't have done I much game, but.
2: time wasted against Mojano if they lost That's amazing five yellow cards and seven games for a keeper Yeah
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, so the, Some sort of record The man replacing him at the weekend is probably going to be Emiliano Olivero who as far as I can see hasn't played the first team yeah. match that would be why I don't reckon He's him. about 26 then Arsenal signed him Sorry hasn't played a first division match um, He was playing in the third division last season and okay. was part of a team that got promoted to, to the B Nacional and then I'll mm-hmm. signed him. Um, what team that was? I can't remember off the top of my head I'm afraid. Who were the teams that went up?
2: You I'm know. not sure. Crustelo de Norte from Salta. It
0: might, it might have been them. Yeah? That sounds familiar. I was looking this up yesterday for my my previews. Uh, um, so I'll, I'll be doing my predictions later on of course but if you're a betting person maybe lay. Watch out for
2: that. Whatever. Olivero's a uh, non-man quantity so, yeah. so watch out for
0: that. Uh to two River nil which we've mentioned and then two Nil nil draws on Monday evening. Union versus Rafaela and Kilmes versus Lanus. What can we say about either of them? I both, watch both completely fair draws. I thought I, I watched most of. I didn't watch of both or and so.
2: Who knows?
0: Well, Kilmes and Lanus you certainly didn't miss much for. Um, the, the TV people kind of put the the microphone in front of Kishan up oh. those face at the end of it and said, So what do you think? And he sort of went, Well. <laughs> what can I say it was a fair result <laughs> Thank you very much. A I thought Kilmiss might have just about edged it but um, yeah, apart from that there wasn't very much to say about them um, so those leave as, as we say as I've said Bocca Juniors are at the top of the table uh, with 16 points Newells have 15 Venice have 14 Godoy-Cruz have 13 Belgrano have 12 as do Colon and Newells and Colon play each other uh, this coming weekend and then you've got Racing Argentinos and Arsenal on 11 and Quiles and Estudiantes on 10 that takes it up to 11th place so pretty 6 close, there, between yeah. the top 11 um, with reference San Lorenzo only one point further back even than that so nobody's out of the race by any means well okay Union and Independiente and San Martín probably are but
2: everybody else I would say is so far in with a chance if they can start putting some wins together it's going to be interesting because we basically uh, this um Seventh Round the seventh week We've just gone through Basically marks The third Yeah yeah, The third waypoint Of the season If you like So It's kind of This middle third Is going to be the one Which really separates The teams out And we're going to have A a good idea Who's going to be challenging But if we've got Kind of 11 teams That theoretically If they have a good run In the next six games Could be up in the In the title race Then It's going to be An interesting one And hopefully Racing and me One of them teams (laughs)
0: Hand of Pod's endorsement then I suppose isn't it we're, we're endorsing racing for the title
2: because it's not just endorsement it, it? it's just I just really wanted to happen
0: um, in the relegation table I, I wanted to, to mention this as well the Ooh, Independiente's to loss uh, to Bocca leaves the bottom of the relegation table um, were well, they
2: are not already bottom after San Martin won last
0: week they were yeah but it yeah. Meant they couldn't climb above right, the, right, right. It's, it's, sorry that's what I meant and um, of course we've, we've changed uh, we <laughs> the AFA have changed the relegation um, structure ever so slightly this season we've still got the same ridiculous points average table as we've always had but there are going to be no playoffs at the end of this season it's just going to be the bottom three go straight down meaning that Independiente San Martin and Union are currently in the relegation positions with San Lorenzo just above them Newell's I think have Safe the way they're playing now, right? They've, they've been getting good results throughout 2012. Yeah, this is for sure. I, I'm not gonna certainly not gonna put any money on them to go down. Um, the others, the two newly promoted sides, we we need to uh, discuss. Kilmes got that draw, which leaves them one point ahead of River, but about let's see, one, two, three, four, five, seven positions higher up, um, in the relegation table. And River, I'm if they don't get a win, a win against Racing, they're going to be looking over their shoulders From the relegation table as well, which is probably the reason that all of this pressure has come on out later, Apart from
1: just the struggle for footballing identity, as you might say, the club. Well, they've got yeah, they've got no time to, to mess about, and that, and this is why. Um, after today's uh, press conference, as we said, you know, maybe if, if Racing beat River, then it's, that won't happen. But the following one, following weekend, then. If they were to lose there as well Then yeah. that, that is they've, they've got to make a move Because as you said It's I don't think They they should be alright mm. But uh, There's only so long That they can They can uh, Well try their mm. Try their luck really
2: I'd be interested mm. actually In getting you two's Opinion on kind of The recent changes Because As you mentioned I'm sure before A couple of times uh, What's happened now Is the promotion places Which were the four, seven, four basically Like yeah. the Third and fourth from bottom are gone, so now we have 17th and 18th. If you could also see as well, uh, they're gone. But we have three teams going straight down to to the B. Mm. Do you think that's kind of heightened or or lessen kind of the pressure on other managers? Because obviously, it's kind of a little bit easier not to get sucked down into that fight at the bottom. If you know, if you looking at the promoción, because there's less spaces But at the same time, if they do find themselves in one of those bottom three places. That's it. There's kind of no, there's no saving, saving grace. So how do you think it works out, kind of, on balance? Do you think we're going to see yeah, I don't think more, more kind of snap the fish? I
0: think it's exactly it the same, same. Really, to be honest, but yeah, I am all sure short is the media have really noticed it. No,
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> just no just exactly. But, but the only difference, really, is that there's just one less place whereby you're in danger, and obviously right. the danger is that you're immediately down. There's no. Um, stay of execution with the promotion where you had a playoff, obviously, but 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 essentially it's exactly the same yeah. because it's the same system, so it's the same three year averages, and it's 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 just very strange that that shake up because basically nothing really changed well, apart from getting rid of these playoffs. One and thing that making it three down, three up. One thing that I can't help think is that when I, I,
0: I, remember, I remember back to a few years ago when Tigre got promoted in a promotion playoff against Great Chicago, and afterwards one of Tigre's fans was was shot dead. Um, when well, I was a Chicago's fans, basically stormed the pitch. There were gunshots fired, and one of them happened to fly into the stand and and, and kill a Tigre fan. It wasn't like a cold blooded M- murder. M- M- Thank you, Joel. Um And anything, I- I- in a way, if you're going to have fewer relegation playoffs, it means you're going to have fewer um, high pressure end of season matches where we know that Argentine, uh Barres particularly, but also. What, what we might call Delinquent fans Who aren't necessarily Among the bad right? um, Are going to react badly And where The security forces Are, are going to Completely fail To contain them as well So in,
1: in that way At least I think it's a, But what's a, the difference Between a playoff And just start at relegation I mean I think where it's It That, that, that is final so
2: showdown one less match
0: Yeah but it's, it's just going right. it to Take it away well, which, that was, it was, yeah, which from it what was I was. understand Is part of the reason That they took away The short championships In the lower divisions A few years ago as well They mm-hmm. want Kind of fewer really high pressure. Of course,
2: it's, you it's could also point to the example sorry, don't say that. Again. I'm saying you could also point to the example of um, River Burgano, like mm. that match. I think um, yeah, absolutely. Also, might have kind of and in fact, that, the... This is something else that we forgot to mention about Venice River was that there was a
0: hold up during the second half because uh, yeah. well, it was one at Racing Estudiantes but much less seriously because Estudiantes sorry, lit but, a but, bunch of flares yeah. and the referee paused the game. But at Venice River, there was uh, a couple of. Uh, like, we have to assume Barras Right Oh they broke the yeah. Climbed up onto the, the fence, fence right, And yeah. then managed to undo Some of the screws Holding the fence together mm-hmm. With their bare hands Which kind of suggests mm-hmm. The fence might not have been Entirely professionally
2: put together Or someone's not entirely Telling the truth yeah. About what
0: they took into <laughs> yeah, was yeah. yeah. um, Well no they, He was, was doing it I was actually was it it Yeah He was doing it With his bare
1: fingers um, And yeah It was Seven or eight of them I think were up on the, the fence it? This is just ridiculous On so many levels uh, To get those tickets River Plate had to uh, Have to be socios Members And had to Do the Had to swap Had to reserve their ticket Online yeah, right. So Technically speaking The club knows The name and number and ID and yeah. and address of every single River Plate supporter. Well I did hear that actually the, after the game yeah. that the well, they, guys involved have been identified, banned yeah. or god knows what. Yeah. Sure, and but, but this I mean the other thing is that they climbed up I mean they were happy to be filmed um, you know, <laughs> for, for ten minutes. So yeah. I don't think they had any, any chance no. of, of, of getting away with it. But you're right, I mean unscrewing the the the, the uh, you know, the, the, the railings at, at Vélez and I mean this brings into whole other things as well I mean obviously the memory of the, the Belgrano match when players uh, sorry, so, sorry yeah. the fans uh, ran onto the pitch and, and kicked a couple of the players and, and threatened a couple of the River Plate players yeah. in that relegation uh, players. but there's also this whole thing that and Vélez were a furious because they said hang on River Plate supporters climb up undo the uh, installations and we're the ones getting fined yeah. but the other thing is that Happened at Velis. Yeah. Um, the security is not there to, mm. to prevent it. Yeah. So, and, and you know, the idea that Velis is this perfectly uh, organised model sort of club. So, you know, there, there's there's a lot a lot going on here. But um, but yeah, for a moment you kind of thought, oh, this is going to happen again?" And it was it's pretty serious. I don't think we're too far Basically from from fans coming on and and, and injuring quite seriously a, a yeah. player. It's, other... it's, it's happening more and more. The it's very interesting. Things <laughs> this is all happening. You <laughs> know, well, it's an
2: ongoing debate. But at the same time, as everything's coming out. About the Hillsborough disaster back in England, like you see the parallels <laughs> right exactly. there, kind it, of it went through the the same kind of. So I was it. It, yeah, it's unavoidable. Kind of, you see on one side, you know, people talking about Hillsborough as if it was this kind of dinosaur age of English football where Which fans was. would climb the fences and do gun knows what And then you see, you know, you go to the stadium at the weekend in Argentina and you see exactly the same potential for
1: for the same chaos. You know? And it's not something that's being addressed because. The Independiente ground The yeah. upper tier um, In the home Home uh, stand And the away one, one so well, as well The away one, is well, has one, one exit is, yeah. One exit me the away one For like 5,000 people yeah. I mean And and so this goes back to You know The levels of Essentially corruption yeah. that, is, that gets the, These stadiums approved yeah. For use And the Independiente stadium is it's brand, new, new, it's brand new To the point well, it's where it's competition finished. Yeah, Exactly. You yeah. know, that, that's how new it is
2: yeah. Um, yeah. I think the one thing that saves a lot of fans here, you know, which could be a lot, lot worse. Is that fans here do have the the culture of going to the grounds very early? You know, you see these populares fill up from kind of an hour, hour and a half before on big games, and it that kind of is like a self-regulated control. But if not, if they had the culture of everyone kind of arriving at the same time, ten minutes before kickoff, you'd see these kind of like crushes and everything
1: almost well, every week uh, I don't know but I mean certainly at River it's ha- I've seen it happen a lot where I mean chronic overcrowding yeah. um, mm-hmm. chronic and uh, and I've several times thought about you know about, about Hillsborough and obviously it happened this week and I had exactly the same thought go yeah. through my mind two things one was the, the quality of the stadiums Good. and the security for, yeah. for supporters at grounds and it's just non-existent here yeah. uh, very much in, in line with what and the for Hill obviously the the the, 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 uh, the detail was the ten years without a security yeah. approval for for the ground to be used yeah. um, and the other thing is is you know the struggle for, for justice and this is something else which. In, in Argentina Both for human rights But also for For the families Of, of football supporters Yeah It's is a major And it's a major issue And there's this Struggle for justice And for the truth To come out And in football Related violence In Argentina They're nowhere near um, Justice for for, fa- for for the families Of uh, of support skilled by in football related violence, so um, uh, as I said, I thought it was yeah, very much uh, It's very easy to find a couple of parale- parallels there. The, yeah, the, definitely. the nearest parallel, I guess, to Hillsborough in Argentine football history is the Puerto oh, doce right? yeah, tragedy yeah. In, in, in Gate 12,
0: that uh, river plate, yeah. but in, in a Boca in Boca, super yeah. classical when uh, getting on for 70, was it 68? 68. 68, thank yeah. you. Um, Boca Juniors fans died, and it's just it's the cause is still completely unknown because they just haven't invested. Mm-hmm. And this was in 1963 mm-hmm. or something, like in the, the 60s or 50s. Oh, I sorry, the right. year was 68. Yeah. So, oh, in 60. Yeah, oh, yeah, right, yeah, sorry, yeah. I was sorry. thinking the, the number. No, yeah. Somewhere around 70, I think. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the it, so. God, I'm not. Right, okay, so that's uh, 44 years ago. Mm-hmm. And there's no investigation, there's oh, no, that's, you know, that's completely... Gone, that's, that's history now. I mean, yeah. that's not been. Precisely. Yeah. And exactly. there are people who blame. Mm-hmm. The River fans right above the exit, there are people who blame the the Bocca fans themselves for charging it, there are people who blame the police for trying to funnel them into a very small exit, Um, and nobody knows what happens, and there's no indication whatsoever to suggest that anybody's ever going to know what happened. there. So, yeah, they're they're in little uh, foray into trying to link things up to stuff that's happening in English football at the moment. I think
2: it's an interesting point,
1: you know. You see it's very interesting. Well, also, how I mean, bad, hooliganism how it at that time was, was obviously the, 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 the height of the hooliganism yeah. and, and being a football fan, you know, you were the, the, the scum of the earth. Yeah. Here it's Which, of the, course the it influence I mean, it's very no, it Both the Hillsbury disaster right. and afterwards, you know how exactly. the fans were treated. Exactly. But I mean like here, it's, scum basically, yeah. here it's very different in so much as the, the hooligans of the Barabravas and there's a whole different agenda going mm. on there where mm. it's, it's a business rather than uh, what, what what the hooligan phenomenon mm. was. But, um, but yeah, you're right, I mean, certainly, and you, know, in terms of like safety, in terms of like the culture at, at grounds and stuff it is it is a little bit like being um, some sort of vague memories obviously from the from the in yeah. England, although I don't know like,
2: I'd like to ask you guys this question John for that
1: John?
2: <laughs> yeah, I'd like to ask you guys a question because, yeah, I think a lot of people they get annoyed because they say, um fans get treated like shit, i mean how would you say if you go to a games, I think probably I travel as an away fan more than probably like of you, but like. And definitely, as an away fan, you get treated much, much worse than as a home fan. But hmm. in general, how do you think you know the experience of going to a game with relation to the police or whatever? I've, how would you I've rate been, it? Like, do you feel like people kind of taking this opinion on you because you're a football fan?
0: I've, I've been in the away and once. Right. We're, we're obviously limiting this to Argentina um, once, which was the match that Argentinos won the 2010 Sora. Um, uh, or in, in Uruguay, yeah. And yeah, getting into the stadium was one of the scariest experiences I've ever had. It's, it's up there with uh with the time that I was coming in to land on an easy jet flight into Bristol from Barcelona and an alarm started going off in the cabin for no reason, which which the uh, stewardesses mm-hmm. weren't allowed to turn off. We later found out it was completely you know, nothing happening, it's all just something went went wrong with a, yeah. with one of the telephones they used to give the announcements. Um and they were all laughing their asses off, but at the time it was terrifying. I'm convinced I was going to die. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, in, in terms of getting into the awareness, that's my only experience, yeah. and it was pretty, pretty hairy. But it, it's one of those things where just even going to the home matches, um, uh, home games, I'll sometimes get people asking me, Oh, you must you know, absolutely love going to football matches here. And I think, Well, I like being at them. Yeah. <laughs> I like it once I'm inside, because then I can relax a bit. <laughs> um, yeah, getting getting into the grounds is often. Mm. you never exactly feel in danger but there's there's always that kind of little bit of no
1: without without any scary. shadow of a doubt
0: I, mean, I, look, I, think I think for me it's maybe I, I've got a big head of very blonde hair and so I probably stand out as a foreigner a bit more than okay maybe da- Dan's fair head as well but certainly more than Joel. Um so that that kind of plays on my mind a little bit as well but no, getting
1: into the grounds is Harry, sorry Yeah, no, gosh. no I was going to say In terms of the stigma Of supporters that, That's not the case at all no, because, no. because everyone Loves football here we we'll talk talking about More from the police but, and how they're In terms of the them. police Treatment, yeah Definitely yeah. And I, I, I just Back up what Everything <laughs> Sam's just said In terms of Always just uh, feel Quite fortunate to get away with to, to leave a match And get home basically And, and nothing's really happened I mean but I, I go a lot as Into the away end Because you get out Of the stadium quicker, <laughs> And um and it's, it's a nightmare. Yeah. It really it really is. And it's just, more than anything, it's just the tension, and, and you know, and there's just always that sense that something is going to kick off. And, I mean, it's very rare you don't, don't see something no. happening. And I'll tell you what, at the moment, uh, because I've been to quite a few of the recent River Plate games, the home games, um, getting in there is... I'm convinced that very soon there's going to be there's something pretty serious going to happen because the police are really clamping down um, for no reason whatsoever, yeah. and they're just and they're making everyone wait. And it's, essentially, there's this there's a sense that they're winding the fans up on yeah. purpose to build uh, a bit of a
0: scene. Obviously, River is, is currently only open to to members and the very lucky few who who know a member in terms of getting in. And so sort I've of not been able to to get to any at the moment. But I went to as I mentioned, the I had a press pass for the. Um, Almirante Brown game in which River got promoted the last day of last season, Um, and I got that that sense. Obviously, with my press pass, I was able to wave it at the police, and they'd let me through, and I'd go on to the next gate or whatever. Um, But they were kind of staggering in. I think it was three separate Mm -hmm. halts before they even get to the ticket barrier Um, of fans going into the main entrance to get into the San Martín Alta, and just thinking. What happens if there's a surge? Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're talking half an hour before kickoff, but these guys are still going to be here five minutes before kickoff, yeah. and it's the biggest game of the season by a long way. Um, and they closed one of the, the stands as well. No, I'm not entirely convinced they didn't sell enough tickets to okay, maybe not to fill the whole stadium, but they sold more tickets to make up for the fact that, that that stand was closed. And so you, it does make you wonder. Um, I think we're going to. Play some music now and then we'll move on to Argentina versus Brazil. We'll just mention why it's being played and maybe discuss a preview of the second leg, whatever the hell that's going to be. And then we'll answer a few of your questions as well. Um, So don't go away. discusses the Super Classico de las Américas, or the Superclássico das Américas, as I think it's called.
2: super Superclássico. <laughs> Thank you. das Américas. Both Joel and Dad speak better,
0: better Portuguese than, than I do, um, which is a uh, what used to be called the Copa Roca. You might have heard us talking about it with that name a few oh, weeks ago on Um Long time ago. A friendly, um, double-header. Between Argentina and Brazil, the the biggest rivalry in international football, right? Apart from it's not really because it's Argentina's domestic team yeah. against Brazil's domestic team. Both teams are allowed to pick players who play in either Argentina or Brazil. Of Brazil course, there's no. I in more than Brazil because yeah. there are no. Well, there's Robert around, I suppose, playing for some of our team's uh, yeah. reserves uh, yeah. these days. They're
2: Apart from side. that, yeah. Um, Him instead of Neymar. That's yeah. That's
0: Of course, what this ultimately means, especially with the strength of the Brazilian league at the moment, is it's effectively... Somewhere close to Brazil's full national team playing a bunch of people who would not get anywhere near Argentina's national team, along with uh, Rodrigo it's, a that a couple, along with it's people
1: that you could,
2: could that. one day be in and people that will never be in. Yes, that's essentially along, all along all with same. a couple like and who were, like, people Rodrigo who are also in it,
0: Rodrigo and he, Brania, Pablo yeah. Ginasou, who who actually are <laughs> in the team, and, <laughs> and
2: study as well. Yeah. who sorry, sorry, right. Yeah, he was on kind of the margins before he had that horrific injury run in Khitafi, and who we haven't really mentioned has been fantastic and it's it's uh, really coming like getting a bit formed I, I
0: think the main reason that the Argentine press are getting excited about this game it, it kicks really? off just, just oh, yeah. to to clarify to you all in just under an hour and ten minutes so it will have been played um, by the time from the time when we're talking more. so have, this is the first leg which is being played in Guyana um, does anyone know where the second leg is, is it Rosario or Cordoba it's or Cordoba, Cordoba. Oh. Pos- I wonder if it's even further
1: oh, north but oh it's, sorry it's Chaco Chaco. In. It's it's Chaco, so yeah, Chaco. yeah, yeah. Sure
0: which is going to be in whatever at some point in the future Um, the the main reason that that the press to the extent they are getting excited about it at least are getting excited about it is it's another chance to stick the boot in at the moment for Alejandro Sabella for picking a defensive team
1: they get really down on
0: him even though Mm -hmm. he's being forced to play let's say most of the players here would be at best in maybe a fourth string Argentine international side and they're playing as I've already hinted a very close to full strength Brazil team Mm -hmm. Um, so he's putting out a team that that can get, get a result. He's using it, you know, as a chance to, what, test his own already very well proven, tactical, mm. Um He's playing a five-three-two, and I don't mean a three-five-two. I do mean a five-three-two. Um, we'll
1: start in goal, obviously. Well,
2: they made this by the time it comes out. yes of well. <laughs> no, <but> yeah, <laughs> I think I mean
1: yeah. exactly because people will have seen uh, the game, yeah. and by by the time they listen to this, I think you know going into the match. It's just the the what's surrounding them, the national team. I've just found it really strange because it's mm. because yeah. uh, sure we, we'd all love to see Sanchez, Migno, Muny, uh, Lisandro Lopez, and Boli at the back, yeah. and, and a, a younger side and players basically getting experience to get But that team will get destroyed. Yeah, uh, in all probability. Do you think it'll get and destroyed? I, I think the so. Young yeah, kids? and I just think Sabella will be will be handed then all the more if he doesn't get a result. Right, and he's got to keep thinking. But I mean, the thing here is that, and which I'm, really, I'm, I'm a little bit surprised about, to be honest, given they're top of the, the South American qualifying group, because the you know the honeymoon with Sabella seems to be totally over. Like, mm. People are getting really like, fed up now with a you know, conservative tactical approach. And uh, I mean, if, so if, if, if they've won, then obviously uh, the uh, you know the headlines will be different. Everyone will be happy, yeah. and all the rest of it. But certainly, the mood going into this game was very. People, I've got the feeling, people were really down on the national team. You say the honeymoon's over I'd like to ask What honeymoon Because
0: during his first Competitive game in charge Which was Against Chile At the start of the World Cup Qualifiers I was was reading Things on Twitter Saying Oh this is a dreadful team We're playing really defensively Even as Argentina Took a 4-1 lead Against
1: What we'd all By honeymoon period What I mean is is Bringing in someone who um, Who was going to bring A level of pragmatism And common sense To the national team After uh, the previous two coaches um, You know Batista's famous Coaches uh, yeah. Very very large you know, After Batista's We're going to play Like Barcelona after Maradona's Four centre backs um, <laughs> You know uh, So um, that, That's what I mean I think you're right I think Sabella hasn't Has perhaps never had You know no. certain, but, but I mean which, which coach has always had The whole of the country Behind them Really? No. No, no, no no, Not even Maradona no, Sure that most of All no, the not, media not, Are not in not, not, not no, not but, no. Minotti Not Maradona Most South countries, South countries At least have
0: Some of the country Powering <laughs> them Yeah, <laughs> rather, yeah than, I think... rather than The foreigners Living
1: in the country In which they Were <laughs> in charge About <of> national <laughs> No yeah you're right I mean obviously His his support base If you like from, from where he was successful Is a small club In terms of The number of supporters Proportionally That's to the Andes So you're right But I mean I did get The feeling that A lot of people Were pleased with the Appointment In so much as as I said, common sense, yeah. pragmatism. Someone who's, you know, he's, he's proved he's been successful in in, in his current career, even though it was a short one. As he was an assistant for so long, but um, uh, you know, going back to it, I just thought I was really surprised that, you know, sure, playing back five isn't particularly exciting. But I mean, um, but as we is losing four 0 yeah. to Brazil, constructive? Yeah, I don't think so.
2: No, I think the real problem is kind of as we hinted before we started recording. It's more kind of a combination. I don't think anyone would particularly complain about playing five three two if the team itself looks a bit more exciting it's, it kinda of falls down in the players he's picked because it seems a lot like personal preference. I mean we've got players like uh Brañaren and Guyñasu, uh De Salvador, like these players that have always kind of been like the chosen guys of Saula. And I think from that it kind of seems that a logical conclusion someone could draw is that okay, so he's kind of stuck with the players he knows they're not particularly great but they're like honest workers but now I'm playing Brazil say so working within the limitations of the squad that he's picked he has to stack men behind the ball mm. that makes it look you know kind of he's cutting his nose off to spite his face almost I think that's really where people, yeah, yeah, no, people he, kind of lose there's in touch that, with him and there
1: are other players yeah. as well like Ido Pizarro yeah. there's another young midfielder who's uh, going like to yeah. who, be playing right Back slash right wing
0: back yeah. uh, this evening, or will it play? Yeah, because. Peruzzi. Peruzzi,
1: yeah. Yeah, I mean Pizarro. I'm yeah. sorry, I was saying he, right. he yes, Pizarro. I, I don't think he's in the squad, right? Yeah. But I mean, he is. He you was know, a player who was. A lot of European clubs were looking at him. Yeah. Uh, well, the, the moves to Fiorentina in fact, yeah. fell through, didn't it, at the yeah. last minute. Um, he's the kind of player who's, who's young, and you think he's got. You know, if he, if he does move to Europe, which he will do, if not in the next transfer, yeah. win the following one, um, he's got a career ahead of him probably with the national team on the fringe of it maybe but you know, why not try out one of those kind of players exactly
2: maybe? I mean because personally of course we know the the Argentine public when it comes to football they're, they're very fickle but personally I can't see that if Sabello had come out and said right we've got kind of a really really good young generation of players coming through the Primera we've got people like as we mentioned Muni, Pizarro Centurion from Racing Perdizzo Lopez Sanchez Migno Peruzzi we're going to we're going to really kind of like Trust most of these players to form the team, and we're going to chuck in a couple of more experienced players, Maxi Rodriguez, or some of the players who you know- have been playing well in the first few weeks of the season. And we're going to see how they go against what is a very good Brazil team. And I don't think I think in that case, if they did lose, and possibly they would lose, I think almost any team that Argentina could put out from the players in the local league starts as kind of real underdogs. If they did lose in that, then I think. You could at least say, "Oh, we're building for a project." You know, these guys have got a taste of international football. They know what it's about. Say, some goes on and scores against Brazil. It's like something he's going to hold on to. One thing. So it's kind of one thing to lose while being adventurous and trying new things. It's one thing, another thing to lose while kind of trying the same old stuff and of course, playing for a well, draw. We
1: are. We are assuming they lose.
2: I'm not assuming No no no, no 3 nil. Nil. <laughs> If they win 3-0 then He's a genius like, exactly. An absolute genius And one other thing And if I discover How to make nuclear fusion Tomorrow I'll be a millionaire um, so What do we think
0: Without I would remind listeners Without having seen The first leg of this tie um, Last season it was played The first leg was in Argentina second leg was in Brazil The first leg finished 1-1 Which surprised a lot of people Who already seem to have forgotten that Given the, the build-ups The current game. And the second Is
2: it leg finished
0: Was 1-1 no no? No it was 1-1 yeah, I'm okay. sure it was one. Um, and the second, it was a draw anyway. It was and a the second is. leg, finished 2 0 to Brazil. Yeah. Um, what do we think the outcome of this is going to be? The aggregate score for anybody? Ooh. Obviously, again, I would remind listeners that we've not seen the first leg because it's not yet been played. So
2: I'm going to go for uh, the same result. Uh, Brazil. Brazil win in Brazil and then a draw here.
1: I'll go for an aggregate three-three. Okay, I'm going to I think stick
0: win. English done. Actually, no, I'll tell you what to, to get, throw in a bit of variation in. I'll say a, a Brazil win in Brazil and an Argentina win in Argentina. But Brazil to win on aggregate. Just for the hell of it. Why not? <laughs> uh, we're allowed to do some questions. We've only got a couple. Uh, first of all, David Ellishaw asks, with Rodrigo Mora looking like he's secured his place in Rivers First eleven, is there any way back for Manuel Lanzini? Not, uh, after the performance against Veles I'm not maybe so sure that it will be completely uh, there is Lazzini's just a tricky
1: one uh, because oh, what he's, that he's at the that centre he's at the centre of, a bit, <laughs> of a, yeah, a bit of a um, bit of a meat a war of words I mean he was Lanzini was on the radio saying um, it's not true that I've been dropped because I'm going out at night a lot mm. which immediately is just a problem because if he's not who's saying that he is it, and it's just completely non-football related stuff um, but With that Lansini said um, You know the coach Is learning a lot of stuff It's like How can a 19 year old Be saying that his coach Is learning Stuff uh, as, You know In his way Some away.
2: sort of Yeah, uh, yeah so something's
1: going on power um, He was also At the centre of Quite a funny oh, no, In uh, fairness though Lansini's <laughs> been playing
0: First team football For longer than Almeida's Been managing
2: Only
1: mm. Mm, just
0: Well for a full season yeah. Well Alright so Yeah yeah, fair so
1: enough. It's, so yeah, it's disrespect. Like you can. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, but mean has been a professional I'm not, right, I'm for i completely 25 years. So you know, really, that yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, no, exactly. Well, I, I mean, I think it's a bit of a lack of respect, to be honest. Uh, there yeah. was quite A comedy uh, uh, scene though on, on on Sunday on the the show, of the football with uh, on Fantino. Um, I think one of the. your commitment that you carry on. Watching. No, I, I, I no, I didn't watch it. But I heard about it and then then found out what happened. Um. Um, <laughs> one of the. Uh, Panelists read out um their Lancini Twitter account saying um, you know Almeida's a this and a that and that he's used to leave and it was a fake. <laughs> <laughs> that's what
2: journalism's come to. Wow. Wonderful. Yeah.
1: But um but I, I think Lancini will be back in the team before long. Because Mora doesn't play where Lancini does. So they they you know, are not um you don't it's not one or the other. No, um, it, it, it needs to be both. Yeah. So to get that. back on track I'd agree with that um, Amar Farmi
0: asks have you guys noticed Falcioni's lucky cardigan that he's been wearing every game this
1: season he looks like Frankenstein in casual clothing
2: I thought he always wore them.
1: well he had his lucky um, overcoat as well didn't he At the uh... beginning when he first took over and then when it started getting hotter the press were like will he take it off will he wear it in the next <laughs> match so yeah <laughs> I it, wish it's, it's all this stuff, yeah. right? The superstition where here it's just completely over the top. I wish the As viewers could see
2: or the listeners could see Joel's just face of exasperation. <laughs> it's just like
1: <sighs> <laughs> But the, the, this this makes full page news in in you know <laughs> the sports daily newspaper here. I mean come on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the final question. So Brian's my answer is uh, really no. Yeah. Yeah. I had not
0: know. <laughs> final <laughs> so question sorry, sorry. is from Mike O'Neill, two, who asks how long will this reprieve for Almeida last? And surely he deserves the chance to at least finish the season. We kind of touched on it earlier but uh, yeah, not sure about finish the season.
2: No, he if he's oh, not doing well he won't
0: finish. finish the, the initial mainly as long as he you know, their current point points total per
1: match if they can keep that up then they're not gonna be I too I I don't but I don't think he will. I don't think he's going well, think well make it. I don't think he's going to make it to the end of the initial. I think it's a real shame. I he's, think yeah. he's a really good top guy, and he's you know, but um, he's uh, he's not. He's chopping and changing his team a yeah. lot, and this is the main criticism. It's not just yeah. the results. Yeah. It's just that it's not. He doesn't sort of play. A, you can't say how like, I made a place yeah. through the back, four at the back, playmaker, yeah. winners, mm. free forwards. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wait, well, that's, that's the only yeah. down fullbacks
0: that try to play back four anyway. Yeah. Um, which is one reason that I'm perhaps not going to have quite as much sympathy for him if he does go, I think he deserves a, a chance. And he, I think he's going to learn and will at some point be a decent manager, but I can't, still can't get my head around me. the Lucas around stuff, basically. That. <laughs> um, and the idiocy of not having a single defender on the bench against Venice. Right. Uh, sorry, uh, two weeks ago. Against um, Yeah. Um, we've had, oh, blimey, we're getting questions now that we're about to wrap up. Uh, Dan Williamson has has also sent us a couple. First of all, he says, Stoke City, where Joel's from. Um, <laughs> For Stoke? I was
2: born
1: there. Yeah. Really? Yeah. But, sorry, I'm stretching the term from. So. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You don't sound yeah. very Stokey
1: though No, no, I moved away when I was, when I was still very little, oh, I'm afraid. Anyway, Stoke City. When, sorry, that's... but when, coming, when I came into, sorry, on this, Go when on. I came into... One of the times I, I flew back to, to Buenos Aires, and I, I had quite a, bit of, a few issues with the immigration people right. uh, you know, over the last couple of years, and so it's always quite nerve-wracking. And on, on one time, quite recently, um, I was getting really nervous, just going up and handing over my passport, and I thought, oh, I'm going to get the third degree again, yeah. and he just looked at, looked at the passport for, like, really intently for a minute and goes, so you sport stokes, do you? And because he saw my passport, I was born there. He wanted to start wanting to know who I supported, yeah. and he, he supported Ipswich because he's yes. got a cousin who lives in Ipswich. Anyway, end of anecdote. Dan Williamson, after that little sidetrack,
0: asks: So, City have been billed as per capita loudest fans in England. Wow. Which, Which team, team would it be in Argentina? <laughs> I'm going to say straight off, Newell's Old Boys.
2: That's the obvious answer. Are we, but. It depends if we're talking about in Primero or for the whole league Cause I think per the, capita country. there's a few well, well,
1: well who, who would you say
2: then you could look at people you know a team like um, Amarante Brown who are just absolute head cases or Chicago who are head cases as well but I'd say Ch- or Chacarita like Chacarita could, yeah. could be a shout
1: no, I think the Rosario sides are both yeah. good shouts to be honest yeah. um, but 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 I think with that, um, there aren't many really fan sets of supporters that I've seen anyway that you'd kind of say they're not really very good. Like, no, well, yeah. All of, all the clubs have got you know, a pre- yeah, pretty yeah. good, very vocal sort of... Uh, they make know, a Even the ones who, among Argentine fans, have
0: reputations for being slightly quiet yeah, Exactly. putting yeah. fans noise-wise, yeah. completely to sh- Yeah. Um, and in fact, it's funny you mentioned the, the two Rosario sides, because his second question, which is going to be our last one of the podcast, is... What is the fiercest rivalry? Not necessarily the most famous, the f- and a lot fiercest. of people would say the Rosario yeah. It's
2: definitely out there. Yeah, I think, from what I've seen, like it's hard to rival Racing Independiente just because the teams are cyclized together. Like they share a very small city between the two. Like
1: well, it depends what we mean by fierce, right? In terms mm. of are we, yeah, are we took. Fierce
2: is in kind of how it felt, or Fierce is in just the violence, though? yeah, exactly. If we're, talking, yeah.
0: if we're talking right now in terms of fan trouble, there's one coming up in the Primera this weekend, San Lorenzo Velas, which has had some interesting policing well, and security well, yeah. issues. That, that's it's a major it's one.
1: a classic. Often, and but a couple of years ago, the, uh, the San Lorenzo's real classic, which is all again, yeah. was the was yeah. really 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 yeah. dangerous yeah. as well. Um,
0: <laughs> on, on the pitch as well, San Lorenzo River in recent years before River got relegated, yeah. especially.
2: Mm. Um, no, another one was Tigre um, Quilmes which always seems to <laughs> go crazy so lots of them yeah
0: yes basically <laughs> take your pick uh, Dan is, is currently
2: um, what's the thing it's the, the Andes gymnasium has always won that to watch out
0: for Dan's currently studying in Córdoba um, so you could well, he's not going to get a chance because Instituto and Belgrano and um, Tacheres are all in separate divisions, yeah. unfortunately. But if they get drawn together in the Copa Argentina,
2: mm.
0: well, you're there, though. Although it's not going to be kicking off until February next year, is it? So you're not going to
2: be there, by They might be 20. able to catch, I think, a Tacheres Racing Classico. Oh, yeah. like yeah, is, is that
0: the, the big one in the third division? Done.
2: I think that might be the one in the third, yeah, in the third tier of regionalized Argentine football.
0: So there's there's your tip, Dan. If it's not already been played, Tasha be Racing, um, <laughs> try and get along to that one. And now, it's it's time for my debut of sorts. Move. Drum roll. Um, this is Mystic Sounds yeah. theme music now, um, and I'll be reading out my predictions. This is what's going to happen in the weekend to come. first disclaimer I'll, I'll mention before I do these is that obviously Dan had to predict um, just win, lose or draw and, and I sometimes in my Hong Kong predictions predict goal tallies and stuff as well, over two and a half or under two and a half um, so for the ones that I've done that for with Hong Kong I've just gone for the result here. Um, so here goes. It Feels very strange to be doing this. I'm going for Belgrano versus Godoy Cruz to finish in a draw Rafaela versus Tigre draw Argentinos to beat Union at home uh, Vélez to beat San Lorenzo away Independiente to beat All Boys, River Racing draw, San Martín versus Quilmes, Quilmes win Colon versus Newell's draw Lanús, Boca, away win and Estudiantes versus Arsenal Estudiantes to win The most interesting stuff that I can come up with for this weekend is that it's going to be the first time ever that San Martín and Quilmes play in the first division They've met 11 times before and always in the second division because they've not previously coincided in one season in the Primera. That's going to be the game to watch then. Absolutely, yeah. yes. Far over River Racing yeah. or... Um, Colomniol. Or San Lorenzo <laughs> or any of us. It's York's good weekend. It, it is. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's a lot of good fiction. Colonials is kind of a what, what would you say like a half classical because they're both Santa Fe sides. Yeah. Yeah.
1: They're both playing black and red. There's a rivalry definitely. There's it, a rivalry. It, yeah. oh, also, they're two the, this season they yeah. of the uh, two of the best team. teams. So. As I said earlier yeah... Um, Three He's
0: points a Boca have uh, again? Boca away to Lanus. And you've predicted a Boca victory. Oh, you shown no.
1: him against his
0: old club. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's going to be interesting to see what, what the away
2: fans oh, give. kind we of reception yeah. the away fans that's give. Interesting. Um, but you didn't yeah. give Subway Leo much of a, much of a reception for the Lainey fans. No, absolutely. If it's working the other way. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> yeah. um, and Like I say, San Lorenzo and Vélez might be the one to... to Keep an eye on. If you're one of these peculiar people who was tweeting me during the River Plate crowd trouble on Sunday, who likes to watch fans climbing on fences and being idiots to police and so on, um, I find it profoundly depressing. But some of you appear to like it. That's no, so a fine know.
1: line, though, is it? A fine line between the flares and people celebrating goals and up on, the, yeah, yeah. up on the terraces and you know the passion, and then just lunatics yeah. putting hooks their heads fine, and, and yeah. running onto the pitch and kicking players, and Absolutely. if not more. Yeah, uh, or, or not such a fine line whichever you want I know which line
2: yeah I know which side <laughs> yeah. that I think's alright and which one's pretty yeah. out of order
0: yeah it's uh, the kind of decision we've all had to take at some point during our football going I've kicked uh, of my time I'm not going to make any excuses <laughs> uh, anybody have anything to add before we
2: no I'd like to go out uh, on that line
0: yeah. excellent good John Anything more to say? Um, I'm spent. I don't think I do either So we'll be back at roughly the same time and place uh, next week We hope you've enjoyed this episode Enjoy this weekend's football um, And we're now all going to rush off Because we're so excited about the prospect of watching Argentina Attempt to grind out and draw away to Brazil Alternatively we might sit here and have another fair night Before going home for dinner um, Goodbye from English Englishdown Goodbye Goodbye from Mr Richards Goodbye And goodbye from me Goodbye mm-hmm.